welcome to this episode of Base Weight, the outdoor podcast about the things we carry. I'm your host, Shan, and today on the podcast, we have Barb Miller. Barb is a fellow hiker, personal trainer, and host of the Reclaim Fit Life podcast. You may remember Barb from episode eight, where we discussed, among other things, Barb's experiences on the West Highland Way, as well as our plans to hike this trail together. Well, we've done just that, and we're here today to talk about it. Welcome back to the show, Barb. Thank you. It's so good to be back on, and really, really good to see you and hear your voice again after a hike. It was such a great time. I enjoyed it immensely. A lot of um, stuff went into that hike for me, I'm sure for you too, and I am excited to talk about it. It's going to be good. Yay. So we walked the trail this past June, um, both of us having walked it previously, and both of us are normally solo walkers. Um, We were both interested in seeing how the experience might be different with someone else along. Not necessarily doing every single mile together, maybe like a leapfrog situation. I think both of us were really cool with that. Um, But ending up at the same places each evening. So this past June, we met up in Mulgai to begin yet another West Highland Way adventure. Barb, what concerns did you have ahead of our joint West Highland Way walk? Um, So first of all, I was really excited to walk this with someone else. Um, But I guess just the normal concerns anyone would have if they were walking with someone they, they knew, but don't really know. Yeah. Um, so we'd never walk together so pace was one sort of question on my mind I am mm. short I am a slow hiker I was like what if I hold her up and then I was also concerned it's like yes we chatted back and forth got a really good sense for who you are I really liked your vibe online but sometimes face to face you meet a different person and I felt pretty confident I knew who I was meeting but in the same case I was like what if what if this is a complete disaster? <laughs> I think we both had to sort of agreement. Like she's a weirdo. Work, it's cool if it doesn't work. We there it was good that that kind of was in place, and it did end up being so relaxed. And I'm sure we'll talk about that in a little bit anyway. But it, it was it was really enjoyable, and none of those sort of concerns and fears ended up being an issue at all. Yay! Um. <laughs> Sort of along the same lines, I'll kind of um, go over a little bit of what you touched on there, um, your concerns about being a slow walker. So we both know now that you are not a slow walker compared to me. <laughs> I am a very slow walker. I really take my time. Um, and I thought that you were fast. I thought you had no worries whatsoever about your pace. So you can put that to bed unless I'm just the slowest walker in the world, you know, <laughs> but, but I thought you had a really good pace. Um, I also had a lot of the, the same concerns, but I, I tend to be pretty laid back about stuff like that. I'm kind of like a take it or leave it kind of person. It's like, yeah. meh, meh, whatever, you know, um, it takes a lot to rattle me, I think. And I, I was pretty confident too that I knew kind of how it would go and that you also would be a pretty chill 
person. So I think our expectations were pretty good, but the, it is valid. It's something that I think anybody should think about, especially solo walkers, because we tend to yeah. really be set in our ways and in our heads sometimes. And, and sometimes it's a little scary to let somebody else into those special times that we have with ourselves when we're walking. Um, but I think it is very um, realistic, I think, to really kind of chat with who you're going to do that with and and maybe try to feel situations out ahead of time. What were your struggles uh, on that particular hike? What did you struggle with on that walk? Um, so most of it was really, really good. Um, there was that one morning where we were approaching Devil's Staircase and... Oh, yeah. I had really severe period cramps. Oh um, no! It was awful, and I finally, oh. got to, like, I was like, right, I'm going to have to take painkillers. Um, and even then, they took ages to kick in. So here's oh. me barely plodding along, barely taking a step. I actually wanted to sit down and cry at one point. I was like, no, just keep walking, baby steps. You'll get there. Um, seeing everyone else passing me by was a little bit soul destroying. And you kicked in, and right as we got to the bottom of the actual path going up the hill, yeah, you caught up and passed me. Yeah, it felt amazing. I got a really good Boom. song on at that point. Um, I think it's called Mountain Dance. I cannot pronounce this guy's name. <laughs> um, Jan Henrik Hendrik something. Um, but it just it was a perfect song. For that moment, felt really connected with where I was at, and it felt amazing. So I went from feeling really low to actually feeling really high. People had to pass me, and were now like stopped and struggling and taking a break. <laughs> I was like, "Yes, yes. passing you, and I feel great." Um, and then actually ended up running. Like once I got to the top, actually having a bit of a run down the other side of it. Um, so yeah, that was my struggle. Um, and I think something a lot of people can relate to at some point in the jail is yeah. having some sort of pain, whatever that might be, um, yeah. that just makes it hard. And it's just trying to get in the moment, get in the zone, breathe for it, take your time, do what you need to do, but just to keep moving and not let that hot stop you and hold you back. Yes. I thought that you did really well that day. I didn't know you had a cramps. Oh, oh it was awful. That's terrible. Um, that I remember that day very well um, because of the three boys. Do you remember the three boys? Oh, yes. Yeah. So we'll talk about that a little bit because I think there's lots of lessons that can be learned there. Mm -hmm. um, there were three young boys at the base of the devil's staircase where they and i don't remember the signage from from last time is that signage new there at the bottom of the walk or did i just walk right past i it think i must time? have walked past it because i looked back in photos and like it seemed to be it was there before okay because i don't remember it at all but there's lovely signage there and there were three i want to say there was one boy and probably two young men i think the the other two may have been a little older, but I don't think any of them were older than 20. I would be very surprised. No. Um, and the middle one, who I think was the brother of the little one who was talking to me, I think the young one said he was 14, um, was really struggling, the the, the middle one. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he was really struggling. Um, I think they had ditched all of their gear. Yes. Off, yeah. To the side of the path. Um, I remember seeing them leave camp. They were at the same campsite that we were. And from what I gathered from other people around, they had been partying and drinking the night before. And some, some of, they were either Americans or Canadians that were um, with, with them talking about, oh yeah, we were drinking together last night, you know, (laughs) and the young one was telling me that his brother had a bit too much to drink, did not eat breakfast that morning or didn't eat enough and was not hydrated. They did not have anything. They had dumped all their gear off into a ditch or the side of the path or something, which is definitely not leave no trace we don't do that i can only imagine not just the environmental impact but but someone had to buy that gear for them and as a mother i immediately went oh hell no we're (laughs) going back and we're going to pick up every piece of that gear but we don't we don't just i guess in a desperate attempt to lighten the load they just dumped everything they dumped their packs and everything in it and they were half dressed by the time they got to the top of that mountain they were peeling clothes off so uh i ended up um because i am a mom i i just immediately kind of went oh no there's a kid in trouble and you know because the 14 year i have a 14 year old i also have a 19 year old and i think one of i think that particular one was like 19 years old and i just saw my kid and went oh no okay so i got to help this kid so i gave him um some of my water i didn't have a whole lot of water but which was now that i now that i'm on the other side of it i know i need to carry more water from now on <laughs> yeah. but i ended up giving him a whole bottle of my um water and kind of told them a- along the way up the hill where they could find more because there was plenty of water going up that hill um and the devil's staircase on you know is the part in the trail that i think most people worry about i think if they were going to worry about yeah. anything yeah because people it, seem to get caught up on the ascent which yes. actually that's not too bad it's, it's not it's a challenge but it's okay i think for me the first time I did it was right cool we've done the hard bit we've got to the top and did not appreciate how long it was then going to take to get down to Kinloch to get down yeah mm-hmm. that for me now having done it uh a few times is definitely more challenging and more difficult than the ascent yeah for sure um but yeah those those young men were definitely a a picture of what not to do they were not prepared not at all um and to be as young as they were I was quite surprised you know usually at that age most of us can abuse our bodies a little bit and kind of rally you know and they were just beat especially that middle one he he was really really struggling so I found myself kind of going slower than I normally go which is pretty slow um, and just kind of keeping an eye on them because I was worried about that one legit, like I was legit worried about him passing out, going yep. going up. Um, but I did kind of wait for them up at the top and they made it to the top and, and they did pass me on the way down. So I think they got enough water and snacks from people. Yeah, um, they passed me as well. Like it seemed a bit more full of life at that point as well. Yes, 
Yes. So I think when they got to the top, a lot of people kind of pitched in, which I think is is a real testament to how walkers are. They are always looking out for um, other walkers. And if somebody's in trouble, they're going to kind of come in and help. And I think that's what what happened. And the young boy, the the 14-year-old, um, he was kind of looking out after his older brother. So whoever his mom is, you know, she can kind of be proud of him that he he kept a, an eye out on his 100%. brother. And um, he was so cute. On He passed me on the way down and, and he goes, um, because I think at one point I had mentioned to him that um, I, I had a, a son, a child about uh, his brother's age. And, you know, I was just kind of worried about him. And, and his brother grumbled something and he goes, listen, this lady gave you water. So many people have helped you and your stupid ass up here on this mountain. So, and he was a little 14 year old guy. And I thought, oh, sweet kid. And he called me uh, mom on the way down. He goes, thanks. Oh, that's so cute. And um, I thought that was really, really nice of him and his brother. Um, later on, when we kind of passed each other, he goes, thanks. I, I appreciate it. I really needed the help. I, I appreciate it. I was, you know, oh, really stupid. Nice. So he goes, I was dumb, but you know, and I hope they learned. I hope I think they did. I, I do. I can't imagine. Did, did you say you saw them in Kinlock leave and did they make it all the way in? Yeah, okay. they did. I think they were planning to go to the finish. I'm sure they were headed for Fort William. That's right. Oh my gosh. I wonder if they made it. So I hope so. If anybody listening or if they're ever listening to anything related to the trail, get in touch. Let us know if you made it. <laughs> so, um, what were your, what were your wins on that hike? What were you really proud of this time around? Um, <clears throat> I think actually that same day, just getting to the top, like persevering, like just keep moving, taking my time. Um, that kind of comes into something we'll talk about a bit later as well, but just learning to slow down. Don't need to rush to the next place. It's okay. If it takes all day, it takes all day. That's all good. Just slow yeah. down, enjoy the moment, um, and just be like as present as possible. Yeah. I think that for me too, that's probably pretty much of the same because I do... I get caught up in how not fast I am. <laughs> um, a good portion of me is okay with that. And then the other half of me does feel that pressure to be moving a little faster. And, and yeah. I have this thing where I like to be set up before dark and, you know, and, and thank goodness that it doesn't get dark till later in the summertime. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, the, the fact that I, I was a little more chill on this hike, I think than my last one, because, you know, I think the second time around you, you are a little more yeah, relaxed. Definitely. So yeah, I was proud of myself for that. Um, other than having a hiking partner, what was different around, um, this hike for you? What was different this time around? Um, exactly what you're saying there. Just been a lot more re relaxed about the whole thing. Maybe a bit too much relaxed. Um, because when it came There's to preparation, I was like, 
Uh, I think we're all good. I'd done the great <laughs> Glenway in April, so I knew I was good with my kit. And I was yeah. like, oh, I should really get at least a couple of long day walks in. And it didn't really happen. Um, so mm. like this time, preparation was very much different. It was very much, although I'd booked my accommodation, everything else, I didn't think about it until last minute. Um, partly because I'd done the trail before, felt confident with it. And because I'm in the gym training all the time anyway, fitness wise, I wasn't really that worried because I kind of trained to like train for life. So when an event like that comes along, like I'm already prepared, I'm already good to go. So I think in terms of being different this time, it was really just the preparation or lack of (laughs) this time (laughs) being the different thing. Yes. Um, for me as well, I, I did feel like it would, I was a little more chill with my preparation this time around as well. Cause I really ramped it up last time. Um, last time I made the mistake of being in competition prep at the same time I was training for oh, yeah. this and it was brutal, which is why I did not do that this time. <laughs> um, but I in some ways felt that I might be a little underprepared as far as my cardio goes. And that's always mm-hmm. been my main concern physically because, you know, we're, we're super flat here. So the only way I can train uh, for any kind of elevation is to get on the treadmill and turn everything all the way up yeah. or, you know, the Stairmaster with the pack on and, and stuff like that. A lot of legs. Yes a lot of legs um and I still did struggle uh, a bit with the cardio like it's it's difficult for me I think that's the hardest part for me is being surprised at how difficult it can be to get up a hill yeah I think the elevation as well doesn't help because obviously you're climbing but like the less oxygen the higher up you go and things as well there's a lot comes into it and yeah, yeah. it is hard work to climb it is it is Especially um, in the heat, like it was hot again, yes. there was no real breeze or anything. I was surprised actually at how hot it was. Is is that kind of unusual for that time um, of year for you guys? Or is it about normal? To have that many days where there was no rain at all was yeah. unusual. Um, it can get hot. It usually takes us all by surprise because we don't expect it. Yeah. Um, but like there was nothing I remember we even got down to Kimlock Leaving and we were in the sleeper um, mm-hmm. which was lovely a lovely experience so nice. she said yeah. to us um, just be careful with the shower water because we have had no rain and mm-hmm. um, it's the rain off the hills that they use for their water system so mm-hmm. she's like I need just to be careful with how much you use it's like wow that's insane and then we passed yeah. up waterfalls and there was like nothing no waterfall nothing there um so yeah that was very surprising to me the difference in um the lack of water yeah yeah because I walked it in in late April early May the first time and this was early June and the difference was not only in just the way the landscape looked but the the lack of water yeah Yeah. for Scotland that's pretty crazy yeah. Um, and now things are a little bit extreme on the other end, right? With the storm. Yeah. So we've had like three weekends of weather warnings for rain. Wow. Um, in a row. 
like, okay, please stop reading. Don't yeah, I saw me. the flooding videos and everything. Yeah. And it, it's like what we deal with with hurricanes. I'm like, oh my gosh, it it looks like, you know, a hurricane's going through there. Yep. Yikes. Is everything all right now? Is it calmed down? Yeah, we're fine. Like we do get flooding. We tend to have flooding at least a couple of times a year, but this okay. just seems to have been a lot more extreme this time. Um, Water levels back. Yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness. Cause that was a little discouraging as we were going along and, and at the bottom of devil's staircase, I was worried about that. I'm like, Oh boy, I gave all my water to this kid <laughs> yeah. and, <laughs> and it's a long walk into town. So, um, but yeah, that was a little sad to see. Cause I've gone back and looked at my, my other videos and photos and there was just so much flowing water everywhere. Mm -hmm. So, so as we walked along this time, I noticed that we both were kind of observing and making comments about, oh, that would make a good wild camp spot. Oh, look at that little spot over yeah. there. Um, is that something that you would like to do um, more of, either with this trail or, or not? Um, and why or why not? Yeah, I think I would. Um, so I did that on the Great Glen Way this year. Um, oh, had right. no real plans for stopping and things and it really got me out of my comfort zone it stressed me out a lot I felt like I couldn't really relax into the trail because I'm like where am I going to stop where am I going to sleep what if I can't find anywhere um so I think having done it once I'd like to do it again to try and enjoy it a bit more and to get mm -hmm. more comfortable being uncomfortable and being more relaxed with the whole thing and be like hey this looks a great spot let's stop here um rather than have to be stuck to a schedule yes i i very much thought the same thing and i have not wild camped an entire trail i've done a little bit of it mm -hmm. um we we don't have wild camping per se here i mean we do but you have to make reservations for it so right. is it really wild you know yeah um but yeah, uh, I think that the fact that I've now done the West Highland Way a few times, I am more comfortable with that trail in particular. And I think that if I were going to do it, it would be that one. Yeah, there's yeah. lots of opportunities, <clears throat> lots of different places. So you're not going to be stuck on that trail, I think, if you're looking for somewhere. And if you go somewhere and it's like a lot of people there already, you know, you won't have that far to go until getting our spot. Yes. And I was very amazed by that. I was like, well, you really, like you just said, you don't have to go very far before another really great spot is going yeah. to present itself. There were so many good spots along the way. And I, I, at first in the beginning was kind of, um, at the end of the day, I would try to write some of them down and I'm like, you know what, there's so many <laughs> that I don't even think you would need to write it down. Like, right. You know, like you said, I think it would be nice to just kind of relax and I think that's the challenge at least for me in these walks is to because that's why I do it you know I yeah. do it to to get out of my normal pace of life which is just go 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 mm -hmm. go even when I lay down to rest it's very hard to rest because I'm thinking about I have to get up and what I have to do the next day so I almost feel like you need an entire walk to like ease into relaxing yeah. you know so I think that the West Highland Way would be a perfect one to do. And 
it's definitely on my radar to do in the future. I understand why people walk this route multiple times. It's just the perfect, the perfect trail. Yeah. So what was your absolute favorite bit this time? Favorite day, favorite part, favorite Uh, experience from this particular walk? Now you sent me questions over. I wrote that down and I couldn't Mm. actually decide. Um, I was sure the moment that made me laugh the most. Okay. Day, um, was it Tindrum or Tindrum? However you say it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tindrum. Yeah. So we had stopped there and then we got into the open hillside. Mm-hmm. And we're casually just walking along together, enjoying the silence. <laughs> um, and then I wasn't silent because there was a couple of girls behind us that were oh. super chatty. And at really first it's like, chat. cool, let's try to pick up the pace a little bit. Didn't say anything. You seem to have the same idea. And I was like, okay, this isn't working because I feel like they've picked up their pace because they're still directly behind us. I was like, yeah. well, I need a drink of water anyway. So Warren just grab it out of my bag and have it on the go. I was like, I'm going to stop, put my pack down, mm-hmm. rest for a couple of minutes and have a static water stop. And <laughs> <laughs> um, like, you definitely thought the same as me when they went past. Um, like you just made me so laugh so much for comments and there's not that much in the world to talk about come up for air <laughs> it was just so funny but I thought that's what it was really good about us we could enjoy each other's silence we could have that bit of a chat as well it just felt like natural or pretty in tune with each other I think in that sense yeah and we're quite happy to separate and go solo for a little bit catch back up it was so relaxed but yeah, that moment was definitely the one that made me laugh the most because they were <laughs> super chatty. It's like, I can't anymore. Like, I can't. I didn't come here to listen to that and not nope. even to be able to understand it because we were speaking in French, which made it worse. <laughs> it was just, yes, we were like giant eyes looking at each other. Like, are you, are you? Like, we were just done with it. Like, I'm sure they were having a great time and yeah. And that's what they were there to do. And and exactly. that's great. That's great for them. But they were loud. Yes. And that's all you could hear echoing through yeah. the little. And they know, probably the were not that loud. It's like you say, like it was only voices. And it was. It was echoing off yep. the hills. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. And it was so frustrating, too, when when you try to slow down to let somebody pass you yeah. or stop for a little bit and then you still end up encountering it's like we yeah, can't get away with stop. them yeah they'll let the head and they'll stop but thankfully the girls just kept marching on so yeah I'm glad they were enjoying themselves that's what it's about and yes I, think- I am glad in case they're listening I'm glad you enjoyed yourself it was yeah just- we did too it's just about respecting who's around you and be like do you know what let's just let them go ahead they can continue to enjoy yeah. their journey and we can enjoy ours a bit more as well that way Yes. To me, it was kind of like when people have their, their phones on speaker in public, Mm -hmm. or they are listening to their music really loud on a hiking trail, going along in the peaceful countryside. And it's just, you know, and I'm like, really? Yeah. So it was kind of like nails on a chalkboard for me too. So that, I, that was a really, that was a funny moment. I have a lot of favorite moments on on this walk. That was really funny. Um, I think for me, the best part was being able to experience Scotland 
in the different seasons. Yeah. Because it was so vastly different um, than when I had walked before. It mm-hmm. was not cold. Um, like you said, we didn't get a whole lot of rain um, and everything was green. Um, so it was almost like, like, oh, yes, I'm in this familiar place. But again, it was like a different, like I saw it new. It was new. So that was cool. That was really neat. Um, This might go along with what you just said. What was your least favorite, your least favorite part? Um, Yeah, came to that. Um, I don't think I had the least favorite. No, I don't think I had the least favorite part at all. Like it was just all so good. But I think especially the second part of the walk really opens up. Yes. Whereas, like, so thinking, I think you were going to ask me this anyway, would I do it again? I think I would, but I think I'd pick up the second half from Time Jump, just jump on the train, get off mm. there, and just walk from there to the end. I could probably do that in three days then. Oh, um, yeah. Because the first part was beautiful, don't get me wrong, and I enjoyed it, but not as much as the second half. So, not that that was the least favorite part, but is a part of happily mass again is this first sort of few days of the walk yes i think if someone is new to the walk or new to that kind of terrain the first part kind of gets you gradually into the second part so that's that's good for me walking it the first time coming from the land of no hills at all (laughs) um that that excuse me was it was a nice warm-up yeah. And and it got me prepared, but I do I agree with that. I think that that would be a great thing to do. Just maybe pick it up at at Tindrum cuz um Tindrum's a great little place. Oh, I love it. It is a great little place. It really really is and I just enjoy it so much. I I'm jealous for people who get to look at that that surrounding landscape every day. Mhm. You know. Um, how did you prepare for the walk this time versus the last time? Yeah, so like I kind of said already, didn't really do that much prep mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was just being consistent with my training in the gym. Like in strength training, mostly. Um, I don't really yeah. do too much cardio, but then I've got the hills anyway that... Come sort yeah. of April summer, I usually will be up them a little bit, but I feel like even this time I wasn't up them that much. Um, in fairness, probably walking the Great Glenway was a bit of preparation as well. Did that in mm-hmm. April, um, and was comfortable with it, so I kind of knew that physically I was ready to go. Didn't have anything to worry about too much. Um, yeah, like I don't really feel like I did. I was going to say, I don't feel like I did the kind of preparation that I should have done, but at the same time, I didn't feel like I really needed to. That makes no sense. Yeah. No, <laughs> it does make first sense. Time hike, you need to prepare. Like, first time if you're doing something like that, you definitely need to prepare. But then if you get used to it and you are doing things like say, training in the gym and doing things that can maintain that level of training, you are good to go. If you know the route, if you've done it before, then you know what to expect. But if it's a brand new route, then like you do need to take time you need to see what's going to be on your route where can I resupply where am I going to get water 
Um, But if you're familiar, you kind of know that already. So you don't need to necessarily redo that preparation. Yeah. Yeah. I did enjoy that this time around, not being so in the weeds with feeling like I had to prepare for every single mile. Yeah. You know? Yes. Because I, I recognized stuff and I was like, oh, I have a little bit to go for this or I'm almost to this. And and I think that it was easier for me to enjoy it this time around, even though I, I did prepare less too. Yeah. Um, kind of in the same vein of preparation, did you bring any different gear or supplies this time versus the first time? And how did those choices or gear swaps work out for you? Um, so the new thing was my tent. Um, I the liked that. Time I had a... One of the freestanding ones originally. Um, it was just a very generic one I had the first time. And then I was like, no, I really want to upgrade this. Love the look of the trekking pole tents. Um, I love the one you had, but it's hard to get it over here. Um, yeah. And it costs a lot. Um, so I was like, I got similar style. So it w- looks a lot like the Lanshan, but even at that, that wasn't what it was called. I think it was 3FUL. Um so again, trekking pole tent, great, did the job. My only concern about that was what if the ground is really rocky, mm-hmm. can't get the ground pegs in. That was one concern. Um, that was fine. The bigger concern, and I nearly did this on the journey, and I definitely did it on the Great Glen Way and had to double back, was put my trekking poles down. <laughs> I dare it kind of vital part of your your tent. Yeah. Your sleep system, if you forget yeah. them, you're going to be massive limp revising, looking for a big massive stick or something. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> when like to properly lose those. Yeah, on, on the Hebridean way, I did. I left mine yeah. with the guy that um, I rented the bike from because he very kindly offered to take my bag to the end and I left them in there totally forgetting that that's how my tent sets up yeah so I I did ended up finding uh finding some but yeah those those things like that like sometimes I feel like I I look at gear so much that you just kind of become gear blind yeah you know um but I liked your tent I thought it was really cool is it like a sil nylon material um can't remember what it's made of but probably yeah um, is it crunchy like dyneema is crunchy no it was so two probably... double layer as well which was quite nice oh it is it's special for scotland like that's yes because mine perfect. is not no <laughs> mine is not but surprisingly i have not like yeah i've had condensation mm-hmm. you know in there but not to the degree where it was just not doable yeah, that's good. And I've got a down sleeping bag. So inevitably my foot, my toe box on that quilt, yeah. you know, it it gathers at the end and you can zip it up into a sleeping bag if you want. And it it if it touches the side, most mornings I did have some wetness on it. Um, but a couple of minutes in the sun before we headed off and it was usually good to go. So Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Did you have, you had a different backpack too, didn't you? No, same one. Oh, did you have the same one? Yeah. 
Okay. Um, and we both did baggage transfer this time. Yes. Yeah, we did for Absolute the whole way. Didn't delight. We? It is a delight. It really is a delight. Did you carry oh, everything neat. on the Great Glen also? Yep. Um, and that was fine. That was the first time carrying everything. Um, mm. I had previously previously tried the West Island way carrying all my gear. Lasted oh, two yeah. days. Yeah, um, <laughs> so <laughs> for the Great Glen way, it's like, right, cool. Let's try this again. And so I was a bit scared of that. It's like, what if I can't do it? Um, but surprisingly, it felt okay. Even going uphill, it felt okay. I was like, wow, the difference is insane. And again, yeah. that comes down to like doing the hard work in the gym beforehand yep. and being stronger. Um, so yeah, it was nice not to have to carry it on the West Highland Way. Um, I think if I was doing it again and not while camping, I would do the same thing because why would you make it harder than you need to? Um, if right. that options there. Um, but <laughs> yeah I like the idea of maybe going back in wild camping even if it is the last sort of last section of it and just testing myself out again and carrying all the kit um, yeah yeah me too and I think that I learned a lot about myself and even more about what I can do without mm -hmm. you know this go around because I I dialed everything back from that big bag the first time it was like a yeah. 64 liter bag to this one, which was a 38. Um, yeah, yours was super light. <laughs> yes, it was nice, right? But then, you know, as you go along, you're going to collect things as hard as you try not to. I find that I still end up collecting things. And then, of course, you're adding food and the yeah. water. The water was what did it for me, I think, realizing that that. I had a few more adjustments yet to make. So I've been trying to trying to dial that, you know, in since I got back. Um, I think we touched on this a little bit earlier, but I think it is worth going over again. What would you tell someone preparing to walk this trail solo versus walking with a buddy or a, a trail partner? Hmm. So I would tell everybody to go experience both. Um, solo is amazing I think a lot of people get scared using something like this by themselves but especially something like the West Highlands way you will be alone but you won't be alone there will be plenty of people around you so if you do get a bit stuck there's plenty of people there to help um, so like, don't be scared to go alone go out and try it um, if you want to hike with someone like, just sense each other out first are you going to be a good fit for each other because if someone's going 100 miles an hour and someone's going five, it might not work. So just have a good <laughs> conversation about expectations. Um, if you are annoying each other on the trail, like just get it out, say what needs to be said. Otherwise, you're going to go along feeling absolutely miserable when you can probably resolve it just by having a conversation. So yeah, just be whichever you decide to do. Be willing to embrace it and yeah just enjoy it benefits and delights and absolutely both choices and i would tell everybody to try wolf at least one time yes i think that's good advice um and i believe we also did touch on the next question um i feel like the the west highland way has 
a lot to say in mm-hmm. general. I think it speaks to not only the heart of Scotland, and I think you would know that better being from there. Um, every time I think of Scotland, that's exactly the area I think about. Yeah. Is right there in, in the Highlands and especially that Glencoe area. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, it is beautiful. And I think that um, for me, I don't think that... I know Scotland's not done with me, I but that particular trail, I feel like there's, there's, I haven't done everything I I need or felt everything I needed to feel out there. I think there, it's not done with me yet. Um, do you feel that way about the West Highland Way? I think we just kind of talked about that earlier. Or do you yeah. do you think that you you will for sure um, need to get out there again? Yeah, I'll be back. There's no doubt about it. It's just whether I do the full thing again or do part of it. Um, I'd like to do the full thing and see how fast I can do it. Because when I have done it, it's always been like, okay, we're going to take as many days as possible and fully enjoy it. So yeah. it's almost like yeah. to take a different challenge. Can I do this in five days? I mean, technically, yeah, especially if my kids getting carried. But yeah, yeah, I'd like to take different approaches to it and see what it brings and it's so funny talking about um glencoe so i went back there again in summer to explore the hidden valley oh and i want to do so, that it was so funny driving towards it because i was passing all these different locations like oh there's the trail there's the trail yep. over there i remember this bit i was here <laughs> and then of course i passed the ski lift again as well Oh, the ski lift. Okay, we that should was talk. even my least favorite part. So. I was going to say, we should we should have talked about that on your least and most favorite parts. I forgot about so, that. Yeah, um, so, so let's yeah. talk about that. What happened there? Let's talk about that. Decided I wanted to go in the ski lift because I'd thought about it the previous year and ended up not doing it. So I was like, right, cool. Going to do it 100%. Let's get to the top. Let's enjoy other views. Get the phone out to take a beautiful video going up in the ski lift. As yep. soon as I sat on that thing, <laughs> shouting, shouting back here, I don't like it. <laughs> I realise I do not mind heights, but I like my feet to feel secure. My feet yes. did not feel secure on that tiny little metal bar. So I'm holding on to this thing for little. your life. I think I shouted back. No, I didn't shout back at you. I said, oh, what if it stops? And I had said that jokingly. Yes, and I could it, hear you going up. And then and then it did stop. And I'm halfway up this thing. Nobody else in the car is just around me. I'm like dangling. I was stopped. Oh, no. Absolute fear hitting in. Like, okay, it's probably fine. It's probably nothing. We'll get going again. But the panic rising in me and trying to like calm down. I'm like, what 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 if it's stuck? What if what if I need rescued off this thing? Like I'm not yeah. climbing down the ladder. <laughs> um, can you imagine? And so then it went again and the guy at the top was like, Okay, can you lift the bar up? And I was that like traumatized by this point. I did not want to get off. So I shouted to her, him, why? It's <laughs> like I'm not getting off this thing. Because I think oh. if I got off, I don't think I would have got back on. Um once you felt the can, ground under your feet. I do regret that now. I wish I had got off. So I'm probably going to have to go back and do this again and get off at yeah. the top. Um, but yeah, I was not forgetting off that. It's like, no, just get me down now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that felt so bad for you. I felt bad because I had I had always wanted to do that. 
the first time I went, I thought, oh, I, I hate that it's not running. I really wanted to do that. <laughs> and I just went, yeah, no, mm -mm, no, because I don't like heights. And like you, I need to feel the ground under my feet. I don't belong in the air. Um, Like if it's not that far off the ground, I yeah. don't mind. And that but was. That was real. Fun. I don't know how high that that particular mountain is, but it looks very high. <laughs> yeah, it ended up being a big distance between like the chairlift and the grounds, which made it worse. I think oh, if no. it wasn't a metal bar, it'd be more of a platform for your feet, if that makes sense. Yeah, it like there's nothing but one but little bar. Yeah. It did not like the bar. That's just, yeah, like you're, it's just literally like a little bucket seat and a, and a little tiny yeah. metal bar. Very old it fashioned. Kinda, yes, it reminded me of the baby seats from when we were kids with just <laughs> the, the bucket and the one yes. metal bar. And we're like, hmm, well, hopefully we don't slide out, you know, because mm -hmm. I was a little worried. I was trying to be like, yeah, you can do it. And I was a little worried for you. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Your response was immediate, though. Yeah, it, it was. It was like all of a sudden you realized, oh, no. Well, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I was super proud of you that you did it. You did Please it. Do. Yes. We'll now I'm going to have to go back and do it. And we will get off. Yes. You'll get off at the top. Everything yeah. will be great. Yep. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You trip and roll down? I don't think so. I think it's so sloped it and such. Is <laughs> I think it's sloped enough yeah. that, you know, we're not going to roll down the entire mountain. So so speaking of falling, <laughs> no. I did this the other day in I the gym. That. Yeah. Treadmill. I've always been oh. playing I thought people who come off fall off them they're being silly with the treadmill yeah but here's me I'd had a super stressful day at work I was like we're still going to go to gym but we're not going to lift weights and add more stress because lifting a heavy barbell was not going to happen it's like cool we'll go do some cardio it's meant to be good for you gets you feeling better let's just go do 20 minutes on the treadmill put the music in felt really good start to bring the speed down to cool down do not know what happened. I fell. I was like, oh, no. what in the world? So the ultimate thematic oh, no. thing you do when you fall is try and stand up. It's quite yeah. like as you can. No one saw. So here's me trying to stand on a treadmill that's moving. That doesn't work. Yeah, that was do legs. I was like, okay, that's not working. So here's me then trying to reach for and hit the emergency stop button. Because of course I don't wear the clip, safety clip because nobody does. You just nobody don't. does. And so yep. I was like, trying to frantically hit that. I was like, I'm just going to have to go off the back of this thing. Just going to have to fly off the back. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think it did, like, eventually decide it was stopping, but I'd already been spat off the back yet by then. Looked up, I'm like, everybody staring at me. So just like, big smile, thumbs up. Hey, I did it. Made it. Oh, oh no. Yeah, so that, that was an experience. Um... Two bruised knees, not too bad. Um, bruised elbow and little friction burns on my knees and my elbow. So, yeah. I've done Sometimes. that. Perfect end to a perfect day. Yay. Oh, my gosh. I think most of us have done that. I for sure have done that. Um, I think it's easy to do at, at the gym where I work. We see it quite often. 
mostly it's people looking at their watches, trying to yeah. stop or start, um, or texting. Oh, I bet. Texting What's on the treadmill. That? I just genuinely don't understand what happened. You don't know what happened? <laughs> I was just walking and then I wasn't. Yep. Oh, no. You didn't pass out or anything, did you? No. I even no. went back and checked my heart rate. Because like, I was like, what if I did and didn't realize? Like, what if yeah. I had that moment where I was just like, high stress, and not, no drops in the heart rate or anything. I was like, hmm, weird. interesting. Shoelace, maybe? No, they were fine. <laughs> dang it <laughs> no i would be afraid now every time i walked up to the treadmill like i don't know what yeah. happened what? <laughs> mm. oh no I just so avoid that one. yeah we'll avoid that one <laughs> so here is the question i'm sure everybody wants to know since we went into this seeing how we would like walking with somebody else versus walking alone and of my feelings won't be hurt if you still like walking alone better i promise it's hard to hurt my feelings um <laughs> overall how did you find walking with a buddy did you like it or did you not and why or why not i actually really loved it um i think the way that it worked for us it was perfect because there was a mix we had a chance yeah. to be our own and join, join our own space but we had the choice chance to come together lots of times as well and just share that journey share the moments it was so nice because you can explain the moments to people afterwards mm -hmm. but they weren't there to experience it in the time and yeah no I really really enjoyed having the company on it and 100% would do it that way again yeah I enjoyed it too I was really kind of worried about it I was like I really like my alone time like I go yeah. out of my way to be by myself I go across the ocean, in fact, to be by myself. <laughs> so um, it was a little, um, you know, because like you said earlier, you you think you know the person, especially yeah. if it's someone that met online like we did. Um, you know, you think you might know them, but again, that's what you see that they let you see. Yeah, exactly. You know, Um but I think that we gelled really well. We both were very cool with one going ahead, one hanging yeah. behind. I am very much whatever you want to do. Like we're going to see each other at some point. Exactly. We were going to the same place every night, yeah. you know, so we're, you know, and, and I think it's nice to have that moment, those moments at the end of the day where, um, oh, did you see this? Oh, did you see that? Yeah. And I think it gives you a little bit more to talk about sometimes. Exactly. And it was also cool that we could walk long stretches and not have to say anything. Yeah. Because I do that also because I get caught up in everything that's going on around me and things that you tend to process when you're on a long walk like this. Mm -hmm. You tend to have you know, all those things that you're avoiding in your everyday life, at least for me, tend to come up on these treks. And I think that's part of the reason why, it, at least for me, why I do it, um, to kind of work through stuff. Exactly. And I think that um, it, it, I think it worked out very well. I think it was a successful experiment. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And it kind of, solidified um that in me that I would definitely do it again um and I think I talked with I think it was Ian 
who who we both know mm-hmm. um, from Hike Begins about one of the things I would like to do at some point is to get a small group of people, maybe four to six, not a giant group, but just a smaller group of people and kind of give everybody cameras and have them film the same walk from each other's points of view. That'd be amazing. Um, because I think that our own experience inward sometimes can be different from what people perceive our experience is. Mm-hmm. Like, I often wonder if people who watch my videos, of course, they're not feeling the same things that I was feeling when I was there doing it, but I think it would be very interesting to do something like that. And um, I think this for me was my trying to answer the question, would I be able to do something like that? Uh You know, because I, I, you know, I think at least for me working in the fitness industry and working in a gym um, and dealing with the public, I can get over people real fast. Like I am just, you know? Um, So I think anytime you think of putting two or more personalities together, Mm -hmm. it can be a little interesting, but I think that is why I want to do it. I think that interesting can be fun. Yes. And I think that it, it just kind of adds a little extra element to, to walking. Like, yes, it's nice to have those private moments to yourself, but it's also nice to share them and get other people's perspectives on how they experience it too. Definitely. I think that'd be amazing. It'd be like reality TV show. Here we come. (laughs) So yeah, kind of, sort of, because um walking has become very very popular you know I think COVID kind of ramped it up and you've got all these different personalities going out into wilderness areas because frankly I think we're tired and and I don't in a way I think there's a quote flying around somewhere about how we're not running away from reality we're actually running home yeah And I think that that is what it is for so many of us. We are in a way of life that is not necessarily set up for us. And we're trying to get back to what it used to be. And I think the only way we know how to do it as modern folks is to throw ourselves into the wild places and, and try to, um, what am I trying to say? Try to connect. Yeah with that part of ourselves that maybe we've forgotten you know like how to live really yeah definitely I think it just gets harder and harder the more technology we end up surrounded by um I think it's going to get just even more crazy with the rise of AI everywhere that's the buzzword I keep seeing even for like technology I've been using everywhere I'm seeing it advertised as AI I'm like oh Okay, it's in my face yep. and I don't want it. Go away. <laughs> when I was logging into Zoom today and I hadn't logged in for a while yes. and it did its little updating thing and it had a little bubble that came up and it said, would you like the AI chat bot to give you suggestions for your conversation? What? <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, whereas before it would you know, say the same thing maybe, but I wouldn't use the words AI. You're like, really? Right. Like, what's going on? Where is this going? I think it's yeah. just going to get worse and we're just either going to embrace nature or completely lose who we are as people. Which yes. Is sad. 
Yes. And I think that um, part of my wanting to do something like that first, you know, with maybe one person and then maybe more is that as more and more of us go out into the wild spaces, it puts quite an, a burden on those wild places. Yeah. And you've got a lot of different personalities and a lot of different people from different ways of life that may not necessarily know how to be good stewards in the outdoors. Mm -hmm. Some of us may still be learning. Some of us may have no clue whatsoever. I mean, I know some city people who just do not ever go to the park or go to the any wild wow. spaces at all. So, and they just don't know what to do with themselves. So I think that the more we kind of highlight different walks of life, different people all trying to go essentially in the same direction emotionally and then physically out into the yeah. wilderness areas, there's a lot of things that we're going to have to confront, you know, and, and all of the impact potentially on those wild places. Yeah. And it just seems like it's getting more and more popular. Um, here in the United States, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Moab, Utah. Not really. So Moab is a very popular um, off-road type location. A lot of um, off-road enthusiasts go to okay. Moab. Um, I am an off-road enthusiast. I have a Jeep. I do. I, I do enjoy that. Um, and it's a very popular destination. And there have been some rumblings as of late, that some of the very popular off-road trails out there are now going to be shut down mm. because some of the overlooks that you drive up to, um, people down in the valleys at the campgrounds and some of the more established places are now complaining about the noise and looking right. up to the mountains and seeing a bunch of cars lined up on the mountaintop and just aesthetically what yeah. that looks like and so many people being out in these spaces. So um, I think yeah, that it's, that hard. it's hard. And I think that maybe something like that um, can open up a bigger conversation. Yeah. Even here, things are changing. So um, towards Avonmore, we've got somewhere called Lock Morlock. Um, really, really popular place with campers, mostly people in, like, say, say, for example, a Jeep or just a car or some sort of, like, mini camper van. Um, but a lot of not very responsible campers have been wrecking the area. And so now the locals um, want to ban camping there to get all together. Yeah. Um, and I feel like more and more places probably are going to go that way in Scotland. So we're going to... I don't know. I think we might eventually be locked into like official campsites and we might lose that yeah. freedom we have got to wild camp, which would be devastating. Um, and all it needs is people just to be responsible, just be yes. considerate how you use an area. If you go somewhere and it's crowded, go somewhere else. Take your stuff with you. Don't light fires where you're not supposed to light them. Don't destroy the land just to have a yeah. fire. Yes. And I have to say that when I when I was in Scotland and England as well, because I did go to England this this mm -hmm. past summer, I saw very little 
uh, trash strewn about, hardly any at all. Like the, the the folks in the UK seem to be much more responsible than folks over here. I don't know if you have hiked over here or or been to any of the places over here. Not where hiked, no. Outdoor recreation happens, um, but it's it's a big problem. It's yeah. just a big problem. Um, so I, that's another reason I think why I like going over there so much, because I think that you guys, especially in Scotland, really value that ability to wild camp anywhere. Yeah. Um, are, are you guys the only country, like who else allows that? I know you can in England, you can in Wales. I don't know about Ireland. Um, I feel like, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Ireland is on my list of places to, to go and do some trails. I've been a few times. Um, I've not done a lot of hiking. I've done some day walks over there. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious because I think that that is such a special thing to be able yeah. to have that is it the right to roam act is that what it's called yeah. or well there's a whole big thing in, in dark with dartmoor like over yes. the last mile, and they finally won like their rights to sort of wild camp there again which is amazing well done yeah. for them for fighting for that because like that's your right like don't that shouldn't be taken away like that's yeah. an absolute amazing blessing to have so yeah i'm glad they won the fight for that one I am too. Um, and when I was there, um, I'm trying to think, did I do any wild camping when I was there? I don't think I did. I don't. I don't think I wild camped when I when I was there. There were a couple times when I thought I might have to because I was so tired, um, and I thought I might just pull off somewhere. Um, where was it? Beacon Tarn on day one, I think, of the Cumbria Way stunningly beautiful area and i think if i were to go back and i have to go back and do it again because i missed i missed the middle part the best part um but i think that there would be a i think i would wild camp there versus try to push it on to torver coniston just because it was such a beautiful place Uh uh-huh um instead of trying to push for the miles which was what was in my mind you know like i gotta get further you know um but yeah, I think that that is definitely something really, really special and needs to be, um, like people really need to treasure that. Definitely. So have you made any plans for your next big hike? I know we've kind of talked a little bit about this, like over Instagram and stuff. And even when I last saw you, we both kind of tossed around some ideas um, have you solidified anything? Um, and if not, what are you tossing around? Um, no solid plans as yet. Um, as I'm sure many hikers do, I've got a million ideas oh, in yeah. my head. Um, in October, I was <laughs> on holiday up the north of Scotland. Um, and there's a few trails that ran through that way. We've got the Space Side Way. There's mm-hmm. the Murray Coast Trail. There's the names escape me, but there's one more trail that runs through that way as well. Um, so serious consideration to doing that next year. Um, just it's accessible, it's not too far away, and um, could do it within a week. But I think and we've spoke about this a little bit. It's definitely I think it'd be good to get on with 
one of the big chills in America, be that the PCT or whatever it is. I think that'd be amazing to experience. I don't think I could take a half a year out to go do that. I don't think my work <laughs> would be happy about that. But <clears throat> certainly to go over and do a section hike of it would be amazing just to experience something in a different country, um, contrast it to what it's like here, I think scary <laughs> yeah yeah it is for sure and we have we've talked about that um mm-hmm. about possibly doing the pct or sections of <clears throat> together um i may or may not edit this part out of the podcast because my employer does not know that i plan on doing this <laughs> um because it is such a it, the pct in particular is so iconic um, it's one of the the triple crown here yeah. in in America, um, which is the the AT the what is it the CDT and the PCT. Um, I don't. I grew up walking sections and parts of the Appalachian Trail, particularly the southern parts. So I'm very familiar with that green tunnel kind of. Uh, thing and it very much is a green tunnel it's very wet it's very it's very scotland like because as you know those mountains are yeah. the same mountain range um so it, it if you did the at you would probably feel right at home um especially that beginning part um but the pct in particular has spoken to me too for a long time because i love it out west out west has so much um to offer you got the desert you have the mountains you have the alpine environment you have just such a wide range of things on one trail Mm -hmm. and i know lots of people come from all over the world to do that i don't know what's involved in in getting a visa for that i do know that you have to submit yeah your itinerary to the pct uh association to to get a permit they have to know your dates your exact dates where you plan on being where what your mileage where you plan like you have to send the whole thing to them to be considered for a permit that's crazy that is a so lot before you even start it's very daunting which is kind of part of the reason that i'm flying out to washington in a few weeks because the Northern California, Oregon, Washington section in particular, those mountains are higher than anything I've ever done. So naturally that scares me. Mm-hmm. Um, the desert part, not the, I mean, I live in, in extreme heat where I am. I know desert is a little bit different, but I think I'm built to handle heat. So I think the desert portions may be okay for me, but I yeah, worry about <laughs> Yeah, it would be hard, I think. Um, but I mean, it gets cold at night. It gets very cold at night in the mm-hmm. desert. So um, I think that's why a lot of people choose to do like night hiking. Yep, they tend to um, to to get up super early and do a lot of hiking in the dark just to try to avoid those um, hiking in those um, hours that are very, very hot. But um you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to plan for that. And if, if you did it straight through, I think it's like five, five months, five and a half months, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, 
I can't imagine taking that much time out of my life. No, me either. <laughs> so it might have to be like a section thing. I think if I was to do it and like sort of plan along with you, it would make it easier for me too, because then I can get supplies before we start. Yes. Um, or if I need to send stuff over, obviously I can just ship it to you in the first place where and be like, yes. okay, how did I get this from home to America? <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, I think definitely we need to look at this more. And I think so too. I'm looking at maybe 2025, 2026. Yeah. Something in there. Cause I think the planning portion is going to take a while. I am still wanting to come over there because I can't imagine letting a summer go by and not, not coming yeah. to the UK, Scotland in particular. Um, I'm thinking of doing one that you mentioned earlier, the Speyside way. I think that's only three days. I'm sure that's one of those super short ones. So it could be teamed up with other. Yes. In that area. That one and the space, the space side and the East Highland way is what I was trying to say. Okay. The East Highland way, I think begins in Fort William. Yes. Goes right up. And then it ends where the space side way picks up, I think in the yeah. same area. And then it goes on up. So my thoughts have been, okay, I can either start in Fort William and do that. And that would probably give me at least a couple weeks. Yeah. Or I could do West Highland Way number three and in Fort William and then go on up and just make a big old, you know. Oh, that'd be amazing. I would actually love to just like yeah. do all the trails. <clears throat> the time off work. Figure out yep. the best route to hit every single trail. Well, not maybe not them all, but the major yeah. sort of trails and do like a big sort of coastal walk loop thing around Scotland. That'd be amazing. The jog is, is also on my radar. I think you oh, yeah. mentioned that as well. And then I'd also like to, I, I've also thought, okay, well, I could do the NC 500 fairly quickly if I drove mm -hmm. it, you know. Um, but like you said, there's so many things to do. But it I really think... Is. That it with the ability to work online and mm -hmm. and stuff, especially in our field, um, I think it's quite doable. I think with you know a, a decent amount of time planning, I yes. think it would be quite doable. Um, because I don't know about you, but I'm not rolling in the dough at my job. I'm just, <laughs> I'm not. I know people who have you know etsy shops online and they're doing fun little crafts making way more money than me so yeah. i think that that um it's definitely worth looking into i think it it is possible and i think by me doing my youtube videos and stuff that's kind of the direction i want to go kind of to show people okay this is me trying to feel my way into making this more of my life versus my escape from my real life exactly you know, because I think that <clears throat> these these things that we do when we step out of our normal lives, all of us feel when we're doing them, at least me, I can only speak for me. I feel like this, this is what life's about, not yeah. that other stuff. And this is the real me. This is the best version of me. Yes. This is me I like, not yeah. the frazzled, stressed out me that can be <clears throat> What are your takeaways from our West Highland Way adventure this past this past summer? Um, my main one would definitely be slow down, be in the moment, 
and don't worry about rushing to the next place. Me too. Is that that's really hard for me? Like I really struggle yeah. with that. Yeah, it's I always feel that thing in me that I've got to keep moving. I've got to keep moving. I've got to keep moving. Yeah. Did you ever see the the movie Vacation with Chevy Chase? Don't think so. So it's it, you have to look it up. Google or or go on YouTube and look at the Grand Canyon scene from Vacation. It's where Chevy Chase takes his whole family across the country on a cross-country road trip to go to a theme park. Um, and all the hilarious, ridiculous, terrible things that ensue across the country. Like, they lose family members. Like, family members die. And it's like, wow. it's a comedy, but it's it's hilarious. But there's one particular scene at the Grand Canyon. And you know how men are on road trips. They don't like to stop, you know. So they stop at the Grand Canyon and the wife is like all taking in the beauty and the grandeur. And he comes and puts his arm around her and he goes, hmm, hmm, hmm. Okay, let's go. Wow. Like he takes three seconds to look at it. And she's like, oh, wow. Look at the, look at, don't you want to look at the Grand Canyon? And he's like, one, two, three, go. So whenever I feel like that, and an expression over here is to Chevy Chase something. Like if okay. you are rushing through something, I'm going to Chevy Chase it. I'm just going to one, two, three. Okay. Yeah. And that's how I feel a lot of times when I'm on this, these hikes is that I've got all of this stuff in front of me and it's exactly what I need to be looking at. Yeah. Like I need to be taking it in and I feel like, okay, I saw it. Let's go. And why do we do that? I know. Right. I think pace of life is one thing, but then you also get caught up in what's next. I'm so excited for what's next. And you're like, yes. no, just be in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one of the things that was a big lesson for me and a, a really good day was doing Conic Hill. Whereas the first time it was a nightmare. It was just so hard for me. Yeah. The second time, better. And when you come down into Balmaha, how, you know, the first time I was real concerned with spending too much time in town. I have to race through the woods and up this mm -hmm. thing and, and I got myself so stressed out. And you were like, oh, no, I know this alternate way and it's fine. And uh -huh. we kind of moved a little slower. I think we stopped and got lunch and ice cream and and yeah. we were just kind of more chill about it than I was the first time where yeah. it was a super. Yeah, it was a super stressful day for me the first time around. And the second time it was super enjoyable. I think just, that last bit of road walking as well was such a difference yes, maker. Because that yeah, last was. section, where like you're climbing up, up, up for ages. And yes. I don't know, I just remember that being miserable the first time around. It's like, yes. I don't want to do that. I wonder if we can just walk along the road. And we Brilliant. saw the, that guy. He's like, yeah, absolutely. Go that way. It's easier. You'll get there quicker. We're like, let's do it. It was nice. And... I for sure enjoyed it better. And I think I would tell anyone who is who is thinking of doing the West Highland Way. And I think, you know, maybe I'll put something in the show notes about that alternate. Um, yeah. It it was well worth doing. 
because I thought it was just me, that uphill part after Balmahaw. Oh. I thought it was just me that thought that was the worst. But I've heard from so many people that that some actually made the decision to leave the trail because of that. Wow. And some people were like, oh, yeah, for sure. That was the worst. Like, I remember I remember holding on to trees. <laughs> holding on to trees, trying to get up and around. And it was very windy. And it just seemed to climb so long. Yeah. And after Conic Hill, you're exhausted anyway. Exactly. So that for me was a real bright spot. I was so like, oh, yay, because I dreaded that part. Yeah, I was too. So we saw that um, man, whatever he was. Did you see him on the trail that day or is it somebody before? No, was he at, like, he, it was at the campsite. So it must have been something to do with the campsite. Oh. Um, I'm just watching what he'll probably know. Let's just ask if this is a better way to go. Oh my God, it was so much better. And it was pretty. Yeah. It was pretty right along the water there. And there were some little foresty bits and that little part where you're just kind of walking on the little edge there. And yeah. it was nice. It was nice. So thanks for taking me that way. Because <laughs> I would for sure have been cussing up a storm going the other way. <laughs> and that road walk, um, yeah. much more pleasant. Definitely. Much more pleasant. Yeah. And you're still surrounded by beautiful forest. Yeah. You still see the water. You're just not dying. Exactly. <laughs> this end part of the program, I kind of wanted to get a little bit into um, your gear list for, for that hike. Like things that you um, maybe would not bring next time. Is there anything that you are wanting to get yourself like gear wish lists for your future adventures kind of like a little gear talk uh portion here yeah I feel okay with my gear I had overall the one other thing I changed this time was actually my pillow um mm. I ditched the inflatable one yes I saw your oh, little pillow was it a um, rest? yes so takes up more space in the back I think I got the medium one and that was actually quite big anyway um so no regrets over it taking up more space in my pack got mm. a much better night's sleep than I do in an inflatable pillow um in terms of anything else I'd change maybe just the day pack um because when I bought the one I got I didn't realize it was a men's version um, is it yes and I feel like it's maybe just a little bit big for me um okay. it works it does the job ones that I've spent half day hiking. I settle into it, but I feel like if I got the women's version, which fits better, mm -hmm. um, I'd get on much better. I think that's the only thing I'd really change. I'd love to upgrade the tent again, get something lighter, but it works. It does the job. I love the style of it. So I don't really need to change it. I just would yeah. like to. <laughs> I think it's going to be evolving. I don't know if I'll ever be happy. I think I'll always want that next cool yeah. piece of gear. Isn't it fun though? <laughs> <laughs> like I tell uh, my husband, at least I'm not out there buying it. I'm not buying expensive purses. Yeah, exactly. Shoes, just hiking shoes, you know, like I'm not buying like, um, you know, Le Boutons or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> so... 
that brings me to the very end. If you would like to plug your podcast, uh, Barb has a wonderful podcast called the Reclaim Fit Life Podcast. If you'd like to talk a little bit about what your podcast is about, um, I'd love to hear that as well as plug all of your other social medias and anything having to do with yourself because you are awesome. Um, so my podcast, I need to actually upload new stuff. I've not done that for a while, but it's everything fitness. Um, get into a bunch of different topics, whether that be nutrition, training, or mindset. Um, basically, anything that's going to help you step forward in your fitness journey. Um, other than that, probably Instagram um, is the main place to sort of find me. Um I'm trying to actually think what my Instagram handle actually is these yes, days. What is your handle? <laughs> you can always add that to show notes. It's probably I easier. will. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just Barb Miller Air um, Reclaim Fit Life is <clears throat> my Instagram. Um. And you are a personal trainer. Yes. Yes. Personal trainer, more so the online coaching version of it. Although as I'm now calling it is pocket pt um i, I feel like that. sometimes the online training gets a negative slant. connotation people don't know what it is they assume what it is and it's something completely different to what a lot of people know so i like pocket pt because yeah it's like having a pt in your pocket on your phone it Accessible. is everything you need is there um so yeah so explain to people the value of a pocket PT versus <laughs> in-person, because I know that some of my clients are reluctant to, to do um, virtual mm -hmm. training because I think there are some misconceptions about it being not as good, um, not as like they don't feel like they have that in-person accountability sometimes what would you tell someone who is hesitant and 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 going that route like who is virtual training really for um it's for anyone <clears throat> so if you're someone that's got a really really busy life it's actually really practical because then you don't need to rely on two schedules line, lining up you can go to the gym get your session in where and when it works for you um, for my clients anyway they have got their full plan on their app and um, with exercise videos so they know exactly what they are doing that is still all planned out for them they can film videos fire it back over to me so they still get feedback on technique they get guided through exactly what weights they should be lifting and how they know they're lifting the right weight and how to progress that just as they would in a face-to-face -face situation and I feel like one of the sort of big benefits is when you train yourself, you learn that intrinsic motivation. You're not relying on someone being there yep. shouting at you because that's great for that one hour session. But then what happens outside that hour session? And mm -hmm. so for my ladies, it's about learning that intrinsic motivation to help them on that day to day basis um, and not just that one hour. And then when yeah. obstacles and things come up as well, we can still talk it through. My guys get full access to um, support. So they've got a messaging service that I use, Voxer. Um, so it's a completely different What's it app. called? 
Voxer, V-O-X-E-R. So if I see a message come up on that, I know it's one of my clients, that gets my first attention. It just Mm -hmm. keeps it out of WhatsApp. It keeps it out of anything else. Um, Mm -hmm. Can do voice messages on that. You can do text. Um, It's almost like a walkie-talkie. So someone's talking, you can actually hear them at that moment in time as they're talking. Nice. uh, Which is really, really nice. So, like, they 100% get all the support they would. It's just you don't have someone standing with you in that actual session. Yeah. I'm sure it could work out a lot better than what I just have, but, like, there are so many benefits. No, it makes makes total sense. I am so excited that we were able to chat. I appreciate you taking time out of your day. I hope you didn't have a walk planned and I'm keeping you from it. No, nothing. So thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yes. And I'm um, eagerly awaiting your next podcast episode. (laughs) (laughs) I know how hard that is. It's so hard. Yeah. You get, you get in a routine and it's great. And then something happens and you get out of routine and you're like, yeah, but this, this and this. And then before you know it, you've actually forgotten you've got a podcast to record for. All right, girl. Well, thank you so much. I don't want to take up too much of your day. You got to get out there and enjoy it while you can. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's not raining. (laughs) Yes. All right, Barb. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you. It's so, so good to talk again. Yes. It's so good to talk. And we'll be in touch about some future hikes. Yes. All right, girl. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye.